One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Yes, yes, yes. We are back today with the Frankie Lee Podcast. And have we got a special one for you? Because this is the first ever episode we have had a female um, in, interviewee, shall we say, on on the podcast, and I'm very, very excited about it. I just want to give you a bit of a background into what she's been doing for the last few years. So Jess Svetkov is on the show today. She's built multiple wholesale brands in the food industry. She tends to build them to six figures and brand them up, and then she tends to flip them and then go and build another brand and another brand. She's about three or four brands in. We're going to talk about all those today. Jess, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Frankie. I'm really excited. Are you excited to be the first woman on the show? I am. I'm nervous, but I'm, yeah, I'm pumped. Why are you nervous? I'm, I should be more nervous than you. you nervous. Yeah, look, yeah look at me. I lost my hair on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> but look, let's, before we start going into your journey about building, building brands, selling brands, and, and everything in between that, especially all the wholesale stuff and all your, all your creative stuff that you've done, I just want to kind of build a, build a bit of a picture for people at home. Obviously, you're from, uh, and I'm just going to say it like this, I'm probably saying it wrong, but you're from an immigrant background. Your family came here from Eastern Europe, am I correct? Yeah, so I mean, I was born here, I'm second generation, but both of my grandfathers were from Eastern Europe, so um, Albanian on one side, Bulgarian the other, and then my grandmothers were British. So yeah, my parents grew up here, but it was a slightly different upbringing to what I had. And the reason, the reason <laughs> I mentioned that as, as, a, as a starting topic is because when we were talking pre-show, you were talking about how 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 your mum and dad are still hustling even to this day, like because they're just like buying and selling stuff. Your dad's doing up motorbikes. Like it's got there's a lot of stuff going on because because from that little chestnut there that you gave me on the pre roll, um, which which you'll see, on, um, we'll put it in the Facebook group once once after the podcast, so you'll see that video yourself. But from that little nugget that you've gave, given me there, that shows me everything about the around the work ethic. I think that that's that's gone on and and like had every success do you know of what you've done so like give us a bit of a give us a bit of a broad strokes overview of growing up in Australia and obviously and then obviously going on and getting into business and obviously what kind of really lit your fire from from, from a young age to, to obviously go and pursue this yeah right so like I was telling you a bit before but both my parents grew up um, quite poor they were from big families dad was one of 10 mum was one of seven um, they happened to be next door neighbors and that's how they met and they pretty much they wouldn't call it this, but they just started hustling, you know. Um, they just worked their absolute asses off um, just even to get us to private school, um, which is a lot different to many of the other kids we were, we were going to school with. Who, yeah, for sure. Know, the children of doctors and, and dentists and things. And, um, yeah, our parents just worked really, really hard, and they still do it. They always have a bit of a side gig happening. Yeah. They've never owned businesses, but – they've they're always buying and selling you know our first family holiday back in 88 so I was two two years old <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, 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 old. yeah um dad bought a bunch of coffee machines that were broken and just taught himself you know it's pre-google obviously taught himself pre-youtube um how to fix them and he did them up sold them and that paid for our holiday that's, so, that's, that's good that's just you know I've, they've been doing it ever since and I think I mean one can assume 
that kind of mentality was just instilled in us. Um, so you, you, you definitely apportion all your work ethic and everything you've achieved so far to, would you say to your mum and dad or is it particularly yeah. to one or the other? No, look, equally, um, my mum, they both had really long careers. They haven't even retired yet, um, but mum's been a teacher for 25 years um, and dad has been in the same job for 30 years and that's managing, it's in the food industry. So, you know, it's a managerial role and, yeah, basically I think just watching them, they always just had something extra going on. So I always had something extra going on um, until I could make it a full-time gig. So when you were at school... What kind of side gigs did you have going on back then? Oh, that's so funny you asked that. So I wouldn't say I had a side gig, but in Australia you have to be 14 and nine months before you can get a job, or it used to be that way. So on the very day I could get a job, I did. So I was still at school, obviously, but I started off working like three hours a week at Best and Less, yeah, yeah, <laughs> folding yeah. underwear, that was my job. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> We've all got to start somewhere. You can, you. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and I worked... A, a lot of other kids didn't really work through high school, but I I did, and it wasn't it was you know between three and twelve hours a week. It wasn't a huge amount, um, but you know that that got me the things I wanted. And then I also did a little bit of like acting and things on the side, which my parents were so lovely to let us keep all the money that we earned doing that. What kind of, of what kind of acting jobs did you? Oh have? no, just like I wasn't very good, Frankie. I yeah, just, just I just had a look, you know. I had the big gap in my. My yeah, front yeah, teeth. Yeah, but they were try- they were, you haven't got the big gap in the front teeth now, have <laughs> I you? I know, though? braces. Thank yeah, you yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, but like, you know, they just let us keep the money and we could do whatever we wanted with it. So it kind of funded. Um, what shows were you in, Jess? Come on, we no, know. nothing. Like nothing, nothing to Come on. Uh, brag you just about. don't want people to YouTube it. Just tell us. Come on, tell us. Tell us. Come on, it's, tell us. Very few things, but. Give us know, an inkling, Jess. Come on. Well, okay, Come on. So Stop I, holding back. It's the Frankie Lee podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing, Frankie. I was so bad at it. I, I was kind of cute, but I was so bad at it. They would end up like cutting me completely out, but I'd still get paid. But what But what did you do? Okay, so, so the one thing I did that kind of funded, I guess, my. Uh, my fashion choices for the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all through high school was um like a movie world commercial right okay cool yeah yeah and so it was little but I kept getting royalties um for every time it was featured in something so I was kind of living that's off. pretty big you know yeah but it wasn't that it, you know we're talking like I know but it's all part of your story dollars, but I was a little kid and it was great like I could just my parents just said do what you will and so how many how how much royalties did you say yeah that was no right, no right? it was it was like nothing I think in total it was like four grand. But yeah. that, for a little kid, I made that last probably till high school. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, at that, at that age, that is... But I didn't invest it, Frankie. That um, I think the first thing I did, I was 22. So I just kind of worked, you know. I, I worked in clothing stores. I, I, I did a lot of different little jobs um, until I got through uni and then, yeah. Yeah, but I, th- I think it just it just goes to <laughs> I want it. the reason why I made you tell people that is because like people need to know like this is the kind of things that if you if you want to be a successful young woman like you are that that you've got to um, you've got to just be all in and and you've you've done it in in obviously this advert and gone and put it out there and gone to four grand on the back of it like okay, it doesn't I matter. Think what I you, was nine or ten, but. Yeah. You know, I lived off that for a while, Frankie. You know what, I though? learned how to budget at a young age. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all right. You can, but, but let's be honest, like when, you're, when your family's paying for all the stuff when you're younger anyway, like you can, you can make four grand go a long way as an eight to ten year old. I did. So like you can have a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff for that. 
Do you know what I mean? I did. I really did. No, I just wanted, I just wanted to get... I'm glad I got that out of you. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like I was making bank and I was... Yeah, no. yeah. But, it's just, but it, it, it <laughs> is the start. It was the start, Jess. It was the start of your money earning career. Yeah, I think it was the start of learning. Because my parents were just like, you can do whatever you want. But I made it stretch. So that was... I think it was just instilled with me, in me, from watching how they were with money. I... I, I f- since I've been in Australia, I and I've noticed that um, in Australian culture there is a lot of um, buy now, pay later culture here. Whereas Do you think it's it's more an Aussie thing. Well, I, I we'll put it this way: um, in my mum and dad brought brought me up to not buy anything unless I've got the money. Same. So my dad said to me as a as a young lad, he's like, Frankie, look, you can have that thing over there for a hundred pounds as long as you can go and buy ten of them. But you can't buy one of them until you can buy ten of them. But by the time That's I got, incredible. But, but by the time I got enough money to buy ten of them, I didn't want it anymore. I want something else that was more expensive or more out of my reach. So he said to me, "Well, it, this is this is something I'm teaching you from from now." He says, "Like it's called um, I can't think what he, how he articulated it, but basically what he's saying is." You, a lot of the things that you want in life, you don't actually want them. You Just want them. Think you want them. You think you want them, right? Mm. But if you if you um, go and go and save enough money till you can buy 10 of them mm. or at least five of them, then mm-hmm. you, then you kind of prove to yourself if you still want it after that, you know, you could go and buy it. Um, my friend uh, Luke McGuire was telling me that he did that with his Lamborghini. So he wanted to buy a Lamborghini, but he didn't want to buy a Lamborghini until he could buy five, six, seven of them in a year. Wow. So he said to me, okay, well, once he, once he'd banked X amount of money or turned over X amount of revenue, he goes buy his Lamborghini. So that's exactly how he, that's exactly how he did it. He didn't want to buy it till he could buy five or seven of them in the same financial year. Mm. So like, and that's, that's not, that's an Australian lab, but I tend to find here that I've seen a lot of people go and spend money that they haven't got mm-hmm. to, trap. to, 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 yeah, to, to kind of look at, I see it with, um, gym clothes. Do, do you know, female, females with gym clothes, I yes. see it all the time, afterpay. Oh, really? Do you know Is what that I mean? Because, you know, I go to yoga and I'm like looking at everybody's outfits and I'm like, oh, darn it <laughs> i need to upgrade you know but yeah. but yeah maybe they're all but you've, you've got you've got you've got businesses that can actually pay for the upgrades now but like i know I, but i won't <laughs> but it's, it's only the influencer girls that are actually getting the stuff sent to them for free but they but the other girls uh, that, i'm not saying they're all after paying them i'm just saying i know yeah. quite a few um men and women in this country that that put a lot on after pay and i perhaps I, I wasn't brought up like that and i perhaps wouldn't attest to pushing forward in life like that because it teaches you instant gratification and instant gratification for 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 a man or a woman is a problem because that instant gratification in buying something transfers into all areas of your life and it's something you should identify and stop oh look i i agree completely um but that even you know you can look at dating apps with that very. <laughs> I've, I've had the, I, I've had that problem with dating apps, <laughs> so I'm done. Yeah, that's why I retired because that was not good for me, man. Not good for me at all. But anyway, yes, yeah. So you, so once you've gone through, once you've gone through all that, and you've done your acting stuff, and you've come out, you've now come out of school, you've left school. Did you leave school at 16 years old, or did you go on and do some further education? Yeah, so we, it's usually about 17 that we graduate here. But yeah, I went straight into uni because no one really told us, you, you know, there was any other options. You know, if you went to a private school in particular, you go straight to university. I don't know anyone who didn't. And so you're doing these degrees, like I think, oh yeah, I was studying acting. 
So you, you <laughs> straight went, out of school. So, so even though you thought you were bad at it, you went and studied it. Oh no, I didn't know I was bad. I'm reflecting now that yeah, I was I, terrible. I, th- I think I think you're being harsh on yourself. <laughs> I think you're. I think the fact that you got paid a royalty, the fact that you got featured on a decent. <laughs> decent global brand advert says that you're not too bad Um, so maybe I think I was just a little bit cute back then um but yeah so you know I went straight into uni and I was always working on the side and I think it wasn't until I was 22 that I started buying and selling like you know what my parents did so Um, so what was that was that based in the food industry as well or just buying and selling actually um I didn't do this for very long because I lose interest quite quickly. Yeah. Um, but it was clothing. So I was buying vintage clothes and reselling. So I would go to vintage stores and sell them the clothing at a huge markup. So I'd buy things for three dollars, I'd sell it to them for fifty, then they'd sell it for like three hundred. My my mate has got a business in the UK <laughs> yeah. that does the exact same process. Yeah. He does it through like Depop and has a Shopify store and all that stuff. He makes an absolute fortune. Yes. He's just one guy, uh, lives in Bristol, just just absolutely... I th- love th- Bristol. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Oh, it's just so... It's just grungy, I think. It's, it's a, it's, it's a lot a good like, way. In a it's good a lot way. like um, Melbourne for art as well, with all the graffiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, you reminded me of Brisbane because I grew up there. I um. I felt like, because I've also got the river running through, I don't know, but but the vintage thing there would be huge because people are quite eclectic. Yeah. So I can get how he's he's making money out of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in Europe, I mean, he buys things from America and stuff like that and he, he buys it in wholesale, gets sent bags of the stuff, yes. he separates it and sells it one by one. That's what I was doing. So yeah. I didn't do this for long, but I would go to like the West End Market in Brisbane. So I'd buy a bag of clothes for $5 and I'd resell them each at between 10 and $20. Yeah. So you're talking there's 50 things in that bag. No, no but the, re- the, reason, <laughs> the reason I want you know, you, wanted you to articulate that is because the, I think that, and especially for the, for the young ladies who are interested in fashion that listen to this podcast, mm. even the young lads that are in, or lads that are interested in fashion listen to this podcast, it just shows you that you can start a business tomorrow where they, get, they set up themselves on a Shopify store, $29 a month, mm-hmm. or Depop zero dollars um just pay them comms on what you sell or whatever and you can you can go to this brisbane market or you can go to melbourne or sydney or london or wherever you live buy these clothes or buy them from abroad separate them into mm-hmm. which other people aren't willing to do because they've not got any work ethic mm-hmm. and then sell them one by one you can sell them through ebay or whatever and mm. you can you can literally you can literally make between five and ten thousand dollars a month doing that Oh, easily, easily. So I didn't do it for too long, but it was just something, it was fun, you know, and I had, when you're that young as well, you just, you just don't care. Like you don't worry about what people will think or you just go out there and do it. I think as you get older, um, doubts start to start to come in a bit. So have you always pursued businesses that you're massively passionate about? Oh, that's a good question. Um, to be honest, no, like even that first thing I was just talking about with the reselling of clothing, I didn't have a, I didn't have a name for it. I, I did have like a little eBay store and things like that, but it just, it just happens, you know? It's just, yeah, that, that, that's the beautiful thing though. A passion, it just kind of, sometimes it just falls in your lap and you have to run with it. Yeah, you just run with it. You know, um, you've had a nasty girl, the 
<laughs> I thought you said to me, "Have you had a nasty girl?" I'm like, sorry, "Yeah, I've met sorry. a lot. I've met, I've met a lot, a lot of nasty girls in my time, oh Jess." My but I, I think that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you know the Girl Boss podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she she yeah. started off with nasty, nasty girl, girl, which yeah, was no. vintage clothing, yeah. and she progressed from there. And obviously, things didn't work out. But then she wrote a book about it. There's a series I think on Netflix or Stan about it. Do you know her? No. Oh, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Because I thought if you I know wish, her. I wish. I wish. No, I'm just a fan. I thought I've not, had a, I've not had a nasty girl on the podcast yet, but we'll have to try it. But you but, know, she was one of the first big success, you know, yeah. stories with that. So so she, she she just, she the model that we've just talked about, she just basically started. I'm pretty uh, sure that's how she it went. It. Um, but yeah, I just listen to her podcast now and I think it's... Um, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah not, not, not like good. yours. Yours is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Jess like <laughs> Jess. <laughs> you just, you just, you just selling me down the river here. No, but but you know, I, I, no, I think it's, I think it's all like to whatever, whoever, whoever can p- put the right information in the right person's hands at the right time, mm. um, in in that moment that, that actually moves the needle in their life. I'm happy with whoever that is. I just mm. want everyone to know that the world is abundant and that success, success has no limits to what can be achieved and anybody can go and achieve it they just have to apply themselves and success as well is is different things to different people and I think personally that success to a lot of young women out there in the kind of environments that I've seen and men too is literally like go and create a business that makes 150 to 200,000 dollars pounds a year and have the you know, and just have the the freedom of time. Mm-hmm. And I think the the business model that you've just presented, the one that you took on from at such a young age, is a powerful little business model that doesn't require you to have a flash logo, doesn't require you to have mm-hmm. a flash brand. You just literally got to go pick up a bag of clothes for five dollars mm-hmm. and sell it for fifty. Repeat. You know what I mean? And that and that's and that's something that anybody in their right mind can do. And, you know, that's what a lot of people do with Alibaba. It doesn't have to be clothes, you know. You can buy things in bulk from there and resell one by one. And there's various ways you can do that. It doesn't always have to be online. Um, but, you know, there's so many. You, I heard on one of your podcasts, you, you know, you follow – basically you need to be before the trend. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you did the thing with the teeth whitening. Was that you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I tried yeah. I try, I actually know, I actually know the high smile boys. Uh, I actually trained in the, yeah, I trained in the gym with them. Yeah. Um, and, and Stefan, big shout out. He's a really nice guy. He's Is a really he? nice guy. He's one of the old ones. Um, he's not so more front facing, but he's a really nice guy. Okay. And if you ever get a chance to meet him, you should definitely um, meet him. I've tried to get him on the podcast, but he says it's not his thing. But I'm still, I'm still okay. trying. It's not my thing either, but yeah, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, don't I'm get trying me wrong. my best. I, I think I'm going to put him in an arm bar in the gym and just drag him in. But anyway, no, he's a real nice, real nice guy. But yeah, like, like you were saying about the teeth whitening, yeah, I just bought like, I bought, say, 100 or, or 300 or 200, I don't know how many units it was, but I bought them for $5 a unit. Mm-hmm. I brought them over to Australia in a box. And it's like if you sell those f- units for 50 bucks a pop, you don't have to sell many before you've covered the box of units. So I sold exactly. So I sold enough to cover the box of units. Then because I wasn't passionate about the product and it wasn't really what I was interested in, I lost all interest in it. But I covered I covered my costs and then I, I've still got them to this day. But I'm thinking about taking them down the gym and giving them to people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but can I just say, you know um, – if you're in it just to make money, that's when you lose interest. So 100%. there does need to be, you did ask me about passion. There does need to be some passion. Um, I've done a business before, which is probably the next thing I did. 
I was doing it for money. And it shows. So what's it yeah, shows. T- 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 <laughs> tell, tell us, this is the next business we want to go into. So tell us about this business and everything that, was, that went into building that. Yes, I think when I was 25, because I'm a nutritionist um, by qualification, I decided to launch a nutrition consultancy business. And what I loved doing was group work. So I actually loved running workshops, but then I tried to do the one-on-one and I just, I didn't enjoy it. I was just trying to get money. (laughs) And it showed, it showed when you're not passionate about it, people know, people notice. 100%. Um, But the positive that came out of that was, um, you know, I was leading some workshops in a health food shop. I was doing them in gyms. And what I did notice was, you know, per workshop, I'd get say $300. But the foods I recommended during the workshop affiliate marketing 101 uh, yep everyone would spend a couple of hundred dollars on buying everything i recommended so here i was just getting the 300 whereas if i could capture the room the room and actually be selling to them but the the products itself i would have made two thousand dollars for example so can i just ask because that was just a money play for you were you potentially selling products that not everyone in that room needed at the time no because i wasn't getting any um kickbacks from selling the products i was recommending it from a health point of view and people are really funny they they love to buy a product if they think it'll give them a quick result so anything I recommended, which was truly from the heart, these are good foods for you, they would yeah. buy, but then they probably wouldn't take on the advice of what to do with them. So they're probably just going to sit in their pantry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am yeah, I right? Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, because everyone wants, you know, a kind of a, a quicker fix. But Yeah, I'm the type of guy that goes into a shop and gets sold hair gel and I don't even have hair. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, this and that's is not a good me. salesperson, yeah, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, I, don't, I don't know what her name was, but well done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, and that's kind of where I went. Well, hang on. I need to learn. I need to produce my own health food products. And then I thought one step further. Well, if I'm doing one one line, why don't I become a distributor? So you, so you've, yeah. So I can. It, it's all about, um, I guess the the uh, the revenue you can get per customer. So you keep adding on more brands, more products, the more money you can get. More so, revenue. So so that's kind of the direction it took. But it did start really from well my childhood watching my parents hustle, and then of course the nutrition degree, and it it's all kind of um, uh, rolled along. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. But I just want to. <laughs> I just want to draw back to one point you've made yeah, yeah. there that I think will be a real interesting. I just want to put some perspective around because you mentioned revenue per customer and what I think a lot of people these days are going out to do, they're trying to get more customers, more clients, whereas you should always look to add another revenue stream to the current clients or current customers that you have because you've already paid to get that person to shop with you or to buy from you or done the work at the front end. So why wouldn't you offer them more services, more products that also help them move the needle in their life and then resell them that. If as long as it's a solution or, or, or you know, solves a problem or a pain point in their life, that would that is the fastest way to increase your revenue in your mm-hmm. business. And, you know, and even as an individual, having multiple streams of income is the best way to go, right? Not 100%. just having one business, you need multiples. Um, but, you know, we can look at a, a gym as a model. You know, you've got the memberships, then you've got personal training on top of that. Then you've got supplements. What else do they have? They've you know, got yeah yeah yeah. They, 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 they've got program. They've got online programs. 
they've got peak and off peak memberships. Mm-hmm. They've got um, saunas. They've got massages. They've got all different things coming on. Yeah, like you say, like loads of different revenue streams: drinks, food, vending. Oh yeah, machines. and that too. I didn't even think of the drinks. And so it, PT it's rent. What about PT? The rent. Oh of the, yeah, the so rent th- of the PTs. So it's actually a business. It's actually a business for gyms to get PTs in the gym. Even if the PTs are not successful, they're still collecting rent off the PTs. So it's actually, that's actually a, that's actually a big income for gyms too. Yeah, and you got to think to all the members who don't actually go. So that's where they make their their real money is on these memberships and the people who don't actually turn up. They sit at home. Yeah. They don't make money off the people who go every day. Yeah, for sure. I know the people you are interviewing though. The gym you go to. Um, the, that's that, different. They, they that's, actually they actually care about what they do. Yes, that's and a completely different thing. I'm talking more about you know. The, you're talking you're talking about good life. And and gyms and gym. Oh, there you go. Then that's uh, that's how I knew you were talking about. I didn't even know you worked there. But no, no, no. I know. The, I know that. I know the see the, the the chief marketing officer of Good Life. So I'll probably get shot down for even mentioning on the podcast. So <laughs> I'll probably get a nasty text. But there you go. But like, I think it's. I think like what you've what you've shown in all that is the fact that you know you've you've got a built some very basic models of businesses in the initial period just to cash flow before mm-hmm. you've then not, then gone and delved into the distribution model. So what was the key thing you identified at that time um, that took you from consulting to obviously distribution? Was it literally just the fact of I can make more revenue and I and I can serve people better? It was. (laughs) Sadly, it was, but that was my motivating um, factor. But what I then did, although I didn't have to, I went and got a job in a health food manufacturer because I wanted to learn how how they put them together, how to do it, right? So I was taking notes. I literally had a book and I would take notes of how they were running this thing. Um, And that's what you need to do. If there's something you want to do, you need to go out there and either shadow someone or you know, pretty much go undercover. And, and so I was there for a year just trying to, and I probably didn't need to be there for that long, but just trying to, to understand how these things work. And, you know, they offered me a job in the research department and I said, no, no, I want to be with the sales because I wanted to learn how to sell. Yeah, 100%. And I wanted to learn about, um, yeah, the customers and that way I could The customer sell. journey is, is, is kind of what you're trying to learn. You're trying to learn how do I take a person that comes in at this point and, and then sell them at this point and then obviously serve them at that point mm-hmm. is kind of what you're learning. So is that what you're documenting the whole process of? Yeah, I really was. And even things like well, where are they sourcing their raw materials? I really went into depth of trying to understand everything. And, you know, you could have done it in a much shorter amount of time. I just kind of you know, time just passed me by and then I was there for a year. Um, But I think the best thing people can do is actually shadow because I, you can learn a lot more in a, in a shorter amount of time. So finding a mentor in the same industry you want to be involved in. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I think that a lot of people, and I know you said I'll go undercover and I, and, and, (laughs) and, and, and in some businesses, I, I get it. If you want to go and be a competitor with some people, yeah, you're going to have to go undercover. But mm. I, d- I just don't. I just don't think in business you need it. I just think. I just think. Just be honest and just say, look, man, like I, I love. What I, I love do. what you're doing. But I teach people to partner with people. Yeah. Because not everyone is built to be the entrepreneur leader. This and that. Like I'm crap at operations, right? Yeah. In terms of like operating the back end of the business. So I employ someone to do that because I'm shit at it, right? Mm. So it's like. But the thing is, I know that that person that, oper- that operates for us is not meant to be 
his his rot he's so good at that but he he's missing certain things that he might need in order to go and do this over here mm. that doesn't suit his personality so i think personalities go well so it's it's first i think it's about identifying who you are and what you want to achieve mm-hmm. and then figuring out what your skills are and then what you're what you're like what are you bad at yes. and then once you identify what you're good at and what you're bad at you can align yourself okay i'm I'm meant to be a leader, so I'm meant to be an entrepreneur, or I'm meant to be a number two, or I'm meant to be a chief marketing officer, or, mm. or I'm meant to be, you find where you fit in, and then you go and fit in, and then you can plug into the back of a good entrepreneur, or you can plug into, you can plug in as a chief marketing officer for as a number three, or, or whatever mm. you've got to do, but you just don't go and think that everyone's out there meant to go and set up businesses. Cause I know people that are, are that some of the happiest people I know have jobs like that mm. just love what they do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Either. Oh no, I agree. And I think if I'd found something I really loved, I would be completely content with that. My main factor was I, I just struggle working for other people. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so it's, a, it's a personality um, type thing. I just, I'm always thinking of a different way to do something and that doesn't work. You know, if yeah. you're an employee, it does, yeah, well, it can yeah. work sometimes. It can work sometimes depending on the, the boss or the owner. Um, but for me, it's just, I, I know part of me, I know I'm never going to work for someone ever again. This yeah, is, yeah, this yeah, is it, sure. you know, it's also about, I'm in it for, for good now. <laughs> it's also about the kind of purpose you're given within your role as well. So like if you if you if you're sat there right now and you're working at an accountant and they give you no purpose, you're not on you're not on any kind of journey within the business or or, or they've not you know, you don't feel like you're going somewhere mm-hmm. with, with someone or, or, or on a journey with them, then yeah, of course you're gonna get real bored real quick if you're just doing that for like thirty five, forty dollars an hour just for money. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna hate your job, you're gonna hate your life and you're gonna wanna do something else. But on the other side of the coin if you are sat there and you're like, but you're like, you're, you're, you're in a, like a, a business like that, but they've also, they've empowered you and they've, they, they've told you this is where we're going and this is the mission you're on and this, that and the other, and that really fulfills you. Mm-hmm. You can, you'd be mad to leave that kind of environment if that's, because if you, if you feel good, then feeling good is, and happiness is way better than, than just predicating your whole life based upon money. Cause I've chased money. I've chased money. It's not, it's, and you've chased money and I see yes. you, I see you not, I see you shaking your head, but because you know this is true, but like it's not all sunshine and rainbows when you just chase money. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? And I don't recommend it. Definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely about, um, you don't have to be super, pa- you don't have to turn every hobby you have um, into, you a know, into a business, yeah. but you do need to be either passionate about your customer base, passionate about your suppliers, which I'm very passionate about, and that's what drives me, um, or it's got to be something you're truly, truly believe in and you're truly interested in so did, did so just moving on in the business type of thing did you did you then sell once you'd built this distribution channel for these supplements that you're selling after you pivoted out of consulting did you is that the brand you sold first no so the funny thing is i ended up um instead of doing a health food brand i ended up launching a coffee company um with my partner at the time uh, like a uh, romantic partner um, and um it was certified organic, so it still fit with, um, you know, it's still kind of a health food line. Yeah. Um, so it was Rainforest Alliance certified, ACO. It had all the all the ticks. Um, but what we wanted to do, we wanted to create a retail brand of coffee that looked as good as it tasted. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and you'll it, see it on the shelves. It's still so my ex still owns it, and it's it's doing very well. So. And before you, before you left that brand, and before you obviously exited, that was doing what multiple six figures. That one. I think. Well, the thing is. When I had the brand, I also had the distribution company. So they were combined. It's the same with now. I have my brand and the distribution company. I combined the revenue, so I couldn't tell you. But, you know, I only had those, the brand and the distribution company for nine months and it was doing six figures. Yeah. So they could have easily become seven-figure businesses. But And, you know, nine months is a... Nine months is a short amount of time. It's nothing. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'm just celebrating in a few days one year of Say Hello Eco and it went so fast and I'm thinking, how on earth did I only have those and businesses for nine months? It's It blows my mind. Because you, 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 what you do and your skill from, from our preamble and from what we're going to articulate through this podcast is the fact that you take businesses from from zero to have it, for, for, to have it from an idea to a brand um, – you make it. You make the product look nice. You build. You build the customer centric focus around the brand and everything like that. And then you get it at six figures. And then for some reason, Jess says, "Okay, I'm going to do that again." And just and just sells it. It's madness, absolute <laughs> madness. But I, like I said, it's been a year with this new company. Next week, you have to celebrate with me. Yeah, I'm, cel- <laughs> I'm celebrating. We're, we're, we're having food after. Don't worry. I, I got the food. We're, we're celebrating. Don't oh, really? Worry. Yeah, we're celebrating. Oh, we're celebrating. Fantastic. Okay, cool. Um, and then I bought the other brand maybe six months ago, but they're just they're still in their infancy. Um, you know, within the next year, I am predicting and I'm striving to turn into seven figures. So, so you're actually going to stay with these brands? You're I not going to sell them? I'm going to do it. Um, I think by if we touch base again in a year, hopefully we're friends, but I mean, if you want to bring me back, why are you even questioning if we're friends on the podcast? Like, I, come on, <laughs> you wouldn't be in the room if I didn't like you. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, you wouldn't even you. be in the room if I didn't like you. I'll tell you now, I, 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 I've, um, I've been offered guests for this podcast that I've turned down because they don't suit me. No my, way. Yeah. I've been, tell me, tell me. No, I, no, I tell you, I'm not telling you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I've, I've just been, people have suggested that I get certain people on here, but those certain people in my, my estimation, I just don't feel that they bring the audience the right amount of value and I'm not compromising the value of what I'm doing because this is my passion. This is not oh, for money. That's I'm so not, good to I'm hear. I'm not compromising that for anybody. I'd rather, I don't care how much clout they're carrying. Like, you're not coming on. <laughs> like, I just don't care. So oh, I love that. That's, that's well, really good to hear. Well, I'm just, I'm just very, yeah, you know You're what I'm authentic. No, I'm just. I'm just I <laughs> no, don't, you're not. Well, I, I'm. Tr- I, I don't know whether I, I want to articulate that. Like, I just. I just. I'm just. Um, I suppose I've always been opinionated, and I, and I have strong opinions about certain things, and I will not. Um, I will not have certain things put on the audience as if it's a good idea when I don't think it is. Even if it does make a lot of money, I don't care. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I just want to make sure that everything's aligned with where people are going because I want to steer them in the right direction because that's my job as as a, I I am the pilot of this of this experiment uh-huh. that we're in right now and I'm and and the reason the reason why why I wanted you on the show is because I think that you can empower so many men and women out oh. there to just start to just do something to even if it, even if they're still in a job they can go and start something you know what I mean get something mm. started flip flip the first 100k if they if they're used to earning 50k in a job they yeah. can flip a, they can flip 100k as a side hustle without even leaving their job mm-hmm. i want i i think that you bring the empowerment for young women especially that listen to this podcast and men too because what you've done inspires men too there's no doubt about that uh, to go and to go and execute that 
that's that's why you're here oh thank you frankie well i'm here because you've inspired me so <laughs> well I, d- I don't know how, how did i inspire you then well so no one really knows the backstory but my different ex <laughs> listened to your podcast and right, okay. he he sent it to me and said you got to listen to this guy and he lives near you and this Ex lives in Spain, right? <laughs> so you've got you've See, got viewers, um, not viewers, listeners in Spain. Yeah, I know. I know. So four percent, four percent of my audience is in Spain, and I didn't, I didn't. I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's him and all his friends because yeah, he yeah. he talks. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah, be like yeah. all the guys at the coffee shop he goes to. My audience know. in Spain has been <laughs> growing, and I didn't. I'm like. I only knew one guy in Spain that's an expat from England that lives in Spain. But I just, look, if I told people that story myself, like people would think, oh, Frankie, you're talking bollocks. But like, yeah, like you, you reached, you reached out to me and said, look, my, my, my ex in Spain sent me your podcast. <laughs> I listened to your podcast. And I know Chris, who you interviewed yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. That, that was amazing. But what was the, what was the thing that you got out of my podcast in, in, in that respect that obviously helped you? Yeah. Which, you know what, it's just, I think the Gold Coast is just full of entrepreneurs. Well, a lot of small business owners like me. And it's just, you know, I was so impressed that you are bringing awareness to that because it's, you know, it's not the same in other cities. We're a small city, but it's full of dreamers, basically. And we all want to try and... Um, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of success here that 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 doesn't get the the right amount of noise. And um, there's a lot. Of, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a lot of success out. I got I got people lined up in the UK and America that are, that are bringing multi million dollar success and their film star. I got film star mates and I've got mates that play Premier League football and I have got mates in boxing and I got mates that are, one of my mates called Doomy, yeah, who's going to come on the podcast. He owns like Affirmative Media. Affirmative Media creates all the all the. Um, the video, the music videos for all the Atlantic record artists. So th- this guy's doing epic shit, but nobody knows who he is. Like, obviously, people hey, know. Does who- he like it that way, though? No, 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 no. He's coming on the podcast. He wants to yeah, be yeah, yeah. No, 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 he doesn't, but I do. <laughs> well, you know what I will say, though? Like, because I'm, I'm quite quiet with, and a lot of women are, we're quiet with our businesses and what we're doing. But since talking to you and you, you were so kind and, and everything to me, I decided to start telling people what I do. Because even a lot of my friends didn't know that I bought Midas. I just didn't really tell anybody. And then now I've put it in my Instagram profile that this is what I do. And it's from talking to you. So you really just um, inspired me to to take ownership of what I do and actually be really overtly proud of it. <laughs> I, think, I, think the pod, I think I know the podcast that you listened to to get this out of. I was basically saying that, look, man, if you – if you do something and you're executing it, why, why not tell, why not tell people? Cause people like, you should be telling people about what you do. Mm-hmm. Like you should, you oh, should, you I should agree. promote like at the end of the day, I go, I go on Facebook and I'll see someone write a status about Donald Trump. And I'm like, mate, like what are you doing? Like you're wasting your time. Like why are you writing about politics when you could be writing a status that either empowers someone else or, sells a product or a service or sells a solution or do you know what I mean like that's 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 all you really unless it's like boxing related where like a a, put like a box like a share some good like a good little feature of boxing or like a meme or something like that on Facebook it's all like I try and add some value to it and I'm just that's what I was encouraging you to do is to kind of say like this is your business. This is your brand. Why wouldn't you claim it? Because it's yeah. what it's what you're doing. It's what you're passionate about. You've got epic, epic branding. People need to know that. And people, have you sold on the back of putting it in? Have you sold things on the back of people know more about your business? Recently. Recently. 
Well, it's funny. It's definitely increased exposure. And I've noticed just my friends are telling their friends about my business and my friends are prouder than I was. Um, and it's it, it like warmed my heart to see suddenly friends of friends following my accounts or purchasing. Um, there you go. That's, that's but, you know, it's in, and now I'm wanting to do that myself instead of, you know, I was kind of always going with the guys that I'm just – a rep or yeah um, you, you, uh, you, know, you, t- I, you you tend to downplay a lot of what you do though i mean and i still like i was even saying to you frankie i'm small business i'm not yeah but you, you say you say you're small but 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 like you're small to you but you've got to see it from 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 other people's point of view is the fact that other we're all at different places in life trying to pursue to pursue what success is to us yeah. right you 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 what is small to you that you think is is small is massively inspiring to other women like yourself who want to go out and achieve that stuff other men that are thinking now okay well i i can go to 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 a market buy buy a bag of clothes and sell them for 100 bucks <laughs> to start off with do you know what i mean so like anyone can do that yeah so 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 of course like you massively downplay it and 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 i just pat and interrupted you and said nah stop stop talking shit <laughs> you know, thank you for doing that. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and so, my friends keep doing that as well, and it honestly, I, I'm loving it. I really am. It makes me really happy that I've got support of so many people, and it makes me want to be louder about what I do. Hundred um, percent, and that's and that's <laughs> actively what we encourage on here. So, so this is what this is this is. So I'm glad I'm glad you reached out. I'm glad we got to this point. I'm glad we're friends, and I'm glad that you've you you've we've now got the platform now that you can obviously go and inspire people to do more. So now tell me about this brand then. So you've, so, so at this point you sold this brand. So, 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 so Oliver and Edie, my ex retained, so we, I didn't sell that. It was, right, okay. you, you know, um, yeah, I exited yeah. <laughs> quietly. Um, and the, the distribution company, the esteemed, I sold to another distributor and Perfect. it was pretty much overnight. It was, and he's still doing very well. So, um, yeah, and then we also had a coffee shop together and we sold that to our barista overnight. Because, you know, we had these two amazing baristas and they both said, if you ever want to sell, let us know. But where, basically where was, was your coffee shop? So it was, it was in a busy market in Brisbane. Yeah. And it was just an opportunity that came up. I've never worked in hospo um, and it just, it just happened. So it was just like a hole in the wall. You know, like um, say Nook at Burley Hill. It was just like this little, yeah, this little there's, tiny there's, there's shipping nothing, container. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so here's the thing, Frankie. Like with markets, people don't realise that stallholders are making bank. you got to think you've got, say the market we were at, I think they had about 4,000 people walking past the coffee shop every Sunday. So it was one day a week, right? So it's a one day a week business. Perfect. Sounds I know. Good. Where do I and sign? it was six hours. <laughs> but you know, we were we were selling more coffee than your average coffee shop would in um, a week. I love this. I love <laughs> so it was this. like and you don't you know, we'd be covered in coffee and completely exhausted, but it was the highlight of my career. I had so much fun. Um, do you reckon? Do you reckon you love that so much because you were serving people? Because there's pe- yeah, people that go to market. People that buy coffee at markets are like coffee connoisseurs type people. So like they they they, they love what they love 
like the way that it's made and the, and the, and, the, and and the and where the beans come from and all this all this stuff and I can just imagine you stood there like telling them like this is the Morocco bean from <laughs> from <laughs> from San Antonio like and 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 it was baked on a on a, a layer of 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 I don't know some summary. <laughs> no, keep going. I, I, just keep going. I just can't do it, but you know what no, I'm saying. But but honestly, it was um, it was like a community. Well, it is a community. Any farmers market you go to, everybody knows each other. It's so enjoyable. You go from stall. Well, I find it enjoyable. You go from stall to stall. You get your breakfast. You get your veggies for the week. You get everything. It's just a, a beautiful experience. And I knew hundreds of our customers' names off by heart. So we did that for two years. And it was just one day a week, but then it cash rolled. Then the other businesses. But but even though it was one day a week, I'm I'm sure you were you were doing over like two grand a weekend easily. So, yeah. so that was a six figure <laughs> business as well, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And the thing is, I mean, it's a market, so you don't really keep the best financials for those. <laughs> yes, you do not need to. You do not need to say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the ATO going to come for me? Um, oh, here we go. No, but you yes. know, it was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. people are aware. You know um, yeah, I don't edit these either, so you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Look, it was a long nah, time ago. I'm yes. a different person now. Yeah, she's moved um, on. She's moved on. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to make I mistakes. Shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, no, it's all good. No, look, um, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, but it was. Look, I really enjoyed it. So it was. It was purely the passion that drove that. It was so much fun. I still see um, a couple of our customers who are in their seventies. Um, I adore them. Um, so I keep in regular contact with them. And if I was to go up to that market, I would know, buy, I'd know a company. lot of people. Yeah. I'd, I'd Do you want to so, so for the locals that are around here that would like to go and frequent that market coffee shop, the name <laughs> is... The name of the market? Yeah, no, the name of the little shop. Little oh, I don't shop. know what it's called now. So oh, they they've changed. renamed it. It was Oliver and Edie, so that was our coffee brand. Yeah, yeah. And they renamed it when they bought it. So oh, it's right. our barista and his girlfriend, now wife. Well, what? just t- just tell them what, what market that's at so they so can go. So it's Mount Cravat Market. If and I haven't been there in a while, so I don't know. They're still there. They're still there. I know yeah, they're still I'm, there. I'm sure they are. Um, but if it's... just. Good, just do us a favor if you listen if you listen and you get any value out of this go and buy a coffee from that store support those <laughs> baristas because at the end of the day they had the nuts to go out and buy a coffee shop and yes. make and have a go Do you know oh, what I mean? exactly. so like full respect to those two uh, i don't know who you are but like if you listen to this podcast just go and support those two honestly I think, I think that's awesome they've done they've done an amazing job and you know they they're both incredibly intelligent um, individuals as well so they just they were you know they nailed every aspect of it the customer service the quality of the coffee so we're really happy that it so ended up in their hands so, and so not it's, someone else's it's, it's nice to it's nice to give it to people that have actually worked hard and deserve to have ownership of the business yeah and look so, they look they paid for it and they paid a you know a fair price for it so we're yeah. really and they got um, a good business too so it's a fair it's a fair they value did. exchange when once you once you'd sold that and got out of that what was the next thing you rolled into so all of that was due to the relationship breakdown. So I actually then bought a one-way ticket to London and pissed off for a couple of years. So really? I didn't do anything. I didn't know this. Oh, you didn't know no. So that's why. So the quick turnover of those businesses was, um, I think, unintentional. But it also, I just can't believe it was only nine months. Um, it was two years for the coffee shop. For nine months for the other things, so they all got offloaded in the same week. So you basically turned up to and London. I left. You basically turned up to <laughs> London, hating men. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, yeah. not at all. But I bet I, you lived in. Where did you live in London? 
Did so you live I in ended Australia up just traveling for quite a while, but when I went back, I started in um, Fulham. 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 Oh. I knew you were going to say Fulham. And I knew I, it. <laughs> all it. the Aussies are in Fulham, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But um, then I was in Greenwich. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a runner. I never stay anywhere for too long. And then I was in um, Kensington. But that was a friend's. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, my gosh. It was a friend's mum's place and she was just well, she is. <laughs> she is gorgeous. Um, Miriam, I just adored her. So I stayed with her for a bit. And She's also very minted. She lives in Kensington. Well, it's it's different. Like it's um, – she just was, a, I think, a teacher just – and she was retired by the time I was there, but I knew her three sons. So, But, but Jess, there's nothing in Kensington for under 7 million? <laughs> like, let's be honest. Well, yeah, look it, – it, She lives in it, a nice house, right? Um. And she's yes. away at the moment, so if you want to rob her, I'm <laughs> <No>, joking. <laughs> it's, um, I loved it. It's yeah. gorgeous. And it was right, you know, it's like a, a minute away from the station there. So it's really, yeah, no, and no, I'd no. walk to Notting Hill and do all that. It was fantastic. And she was just the sweetest to me, honestly. She, she looked didn't. after you. I, I, I know, I've noticed that when um, Australian girls go travelling to London, they always like meet a nice little <laughs> English family that looks yeah, after them. Yeah, a surrogate mum, yeah. Like a have a surrogate, because English, like, English mothers are very much like, like that. Like my, my mum just used to, like, she'd like, oh, come, come home for a coffee or come home yeah. for the, I'd turn up and there'd just be random chicks in the kitchen. Do you know what I mean? Like she's picked up in the it's road. So, yeah, like, yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really happy um, with that little arrangement. And whenever I go back there, I can stay at her place, which is um, amazing. But I have, I need to contact her and say hi. Yeah, but no. <laughs> it reminds I, me. Um, so but what yeah, were you doing mainly, in London though? I mainly travelled. I, I did work for a little bit, but once again, it was more to understand an industry I wanted to get involved in. Yeah, tell us more <laughs> so about I wasn't. That. I was living off my savings. I wasn't earning good money there. Um it was more so when I first got to London, I realized they didn't really have kombucha there, which, as you know, here is huge. tastes like shit, though. Oh, it depends what brand, but no, you're right. It's, it's, like, <laughs> I don't understand it. You probably don't like ferments because you don't drink alcohol, so it's no, 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 you know, yeah. you don't like beer or wine, uh, nah, not, so you're not, not gonna not, like not, kombucha, not, not for me. Like, I, I thought nice packaging, I'll try this, it tasted like sick. <laughs> Like, Let obviously. me find you a good one and I'll see if I can change your mind. Yeah, anyway, so, so you basically started to research, like, launching it into that market. Well, no, I, <laughs> I didn't do – I did shit all over there. But what I thought is, oh, I'll get a job in a brewery, you know, on the uh, Bermondsey Beer Mile. Yeah. And convince them to start making kombucha. <laughs> that was my goal. Did that work? I didn't even get to that point because I just uh, – you know, I, I – Sometimes you just kind of forget what you're doing. Like I ended up just having fun and then forgetting what my goal was. Um, right, okay. So I only worked for them for maybe like a month. <laughs> so, so, so you, so did two, I'd say two months. Two do you, months. do you, would you say that your, would you say that travel is something that everyone should do so they can have a, have a time in their life where they can actually find themselves and find their purpose? I, yes and no. I don't think it's the be all and end all, but definitely it can inspire ideas, that's for sure. And it might be like finding a gap in the market and finding a solution. Um, but like I said, I didn't, I, I had all intention to do things over there, but I didn't. But now with my new brand, I know the London market. I know I could. Um, you know you can slot it in. I can slot it in for sure, for sure. But it's with COVID and everything. I, my goal was to be there in August. And obviously that's. My the, goal was to be there 
Oh, I'm sorry. I want. Oh, no, don't be like that. Oh, no. No, don't be like that. Like, I just, I just, just like to have gone and taken my mum out for a meal. You know what I mean? Like, and done, done all this kind of stuff. But yeah. you know, being the good son. But um, COVID nineteen had other ideas. So, but to be honest with you, I'll be totally honest with you. I started this podcast originally like in the January, and then I left it for like six, eight. I know Mumps, yeah, and then <laughs> I saw the dates and I thought, hang on, what's what's going on here? Yeah, I know. So, um, but then I kind of f- found myself and kind of had to f- had to sit down and have a long hard word with myself to execute on something that I'd wanted to do for a long time. So I'm really glad you're doing it. I, I'm 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 glad because I get to to share people's stories like yourself that that I think that I honestly think can change people's lives. So like that is why I do it. So. It basically, my, when I wrote, I, I figured I had a time where I sat down and I figured out my why. Why am I here? Why is what's my purpose? What is my goal? I figured it out, and I figured I had a voice to kind of share and a kind of. It might sound mumbo jumbo to you guys listening, but I just figured out. I just I, 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 there's something in that, right? And then I figured out my why statement. Break break patterns, flip perspectives. Mm-hmm. My why statement is this is the start in line of this podcast. That is my why statement. So if you want to listen to it, listen to that again because it gets you real good behind the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And then once I'd figured that out and I had the purpose wrapped around the podcast, then it was easier for me to execute. But when I've previously started, I, because I did because I just started because I wanted a podcast rather than thinking about, okay, why? Why did you why do you want to do this? What was what's okay so important so important this is what i'm trying to articulate now is the fact that Mm. you know to have your to have your why it's not just about doing something or doing something to make money or doing something just because you want to have impact in the world or some mumbo jumbo right (laughs) i do want impact in the world and all that stuff all that good stuff i do want that but at the end of the day it's like just why just answer yourself why so so one of my big things that i would like to personally achieve and I've mentioned it a few times on this, the fact that I would like to set up, a, um, I'd like to, to, to do this to, to obviously provide value to people by getting people like yourself to share their stories, to inspire others. And then from that, I would like that, that'll allow me to make the connections that'll allow me to generate the revenue to obviously then go and set up boxing gyms for kids that aren't genuinely meant to be in school. Right. So without boxing being in my life in the early days i probably wouldn't like i owe it i owe boxing a lot for funneling my energy around a lot of things in life that perhaps i would have gone down the wrong path or wrong done the wrong things so like this is why i do this so to 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 to, i'm trying to i'm making a shit job of articulating it but basically but but basically like yeah i just i'm just passionate about like having a having a frankie knuckles boxing academy in a, cu- a few different cities where kids that are just absolutely not useless at school, but just not built for the education mm-hmm. system can go and not only learn how to defend themselves and bring confidence out of themselves, but also the entrepreneur. I think that the boxing is a skill that, that, that correlates to entrepreneurship because you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get punched in the face. You're going to have shit happen to you. You're going to have to get up and you're going to have to move on. And and that and that analogy and, and the whole thing around the boxing thing is why I do this. So that is that is my end goal, N- not my end goal. Uh, once I got one, I want two, and once I got two, I want three. So it never ends. It's a constant journey. So it's, this is a journey that's never going to end, basically. But and that's another thing I want to articulate before I move back on to you is the fact that people's 
the journey isn't meant to, there's no end destination. There's mm-hmm. not meant to be an end destination. Mm-hmm. The juice is in the journey and people need to realize it's not about going to A to B. It's about, it's about the whole journey between and just keep going on the journey. The goal keeps moving. The goal keeps moving. Forward. You never ever reach it. Do you know what I mean? You never ever reach that utopia that people try and you, people have this utopia of happiness. You never ever reach that utopia utopia of what what the term is happiness because the happiness is in the bit where you're where you're in the middle of that on that pursuit so this 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 to me doesn't generate me revenue but i'm more fulfilled doing this than i would be doing other things that would generate me revenue because this is my purpose mm-hmm. do you see what i'm saying so back to you sorry for for, for that little rant oh, i loved it thank you <laughs> no no well i i, I, I don't know whether the, i hope the audience kind of gets something out of that well, but actually can i ask you a question go for it <laughs> go for it um with the boxing gyms is that do you see that more as like a service to the community or yeah, do you want to help raise 100%. boys into men like what is it it's, it's not you know, ju- not you're just, not, you not don't just want to make m- money out of it you literally yeah it's about helping people so it's about this right it's about if i provide value from my podcast mm-hmm. right then in the future when i'm trying to raise money to to make this happen hopefully i'll i will have provided enough value from getting people like yourself into the ears of other people mm-hmm. that they will say okay we we feel like in the last 10 years frankie we've had ten dollars worth of value well if they all give ten dollars that means we've got x amount of dollars and if i've got an audience of x amount of people and they all give ten dollars then we can start this gym that will change thousands of children's lives girls and boys because boxing's boxing's massive with women Mm -hmm. like around the world it's not there's a lot of female good female boxers in australia as well like and and there's a i just it's, it's not so much it's not so much I'm, I'm on about turning out professional athletes, professional boxers. I'm on about instilling uh, self-defense, self-belief, confidence, and everything else that I know boxing can bring to the table for someone who's not built for the school system, who's not built for this, that, and the other. And that is something I want to achieve. I want the top coaches in there. I want the top psychologists in there. I want all the top people in there. I don't want to be in there myself. I just want to be the the guy who walks in and, and, and watches my vision come to reality. But I don't I don't want no kudos for it. I don't want no one to pat me on the back and say, Frankie, you're a good bloke for doing this. No, no. I'll be happy that, you know, I'll be happy if something like that cuts a bit of knife crime down in London or keeps mm. a few people off the street in Melbourne or mm-hmm. changes someone who is going to be on the street's life. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Who gives them purpose. Because it's all about, and this podcast is all about, giving people the, helping people find the purpose and find the, find the thing that really turns the light on in their life so that they can go out and achieve success, what success is to them. So that is, I just want to do that on a bigger scale. That's fantastic. And I love that you're including a psychologist in that model because I think that's what, you know, 100%. a lot of other programs are missing. So I really appreciate it's, that. It's not about the physical aspect. It's always, it's, I, I know from myself that I came to Australia very weak minded. Physical body, strong as fuck. Ripped to fuck, strong as fuck. Um, tanned, all that stuff, all that good stuff. Everything exterior worked mm-hmm. on, worked on, chiseled out of granite at the time, right? But mentally, fucked. You know, I had bad connotations with women at the time. I had bad relationship with my mom. I had other stuff going on in my life at that particular point, Jess, right? And and it was like, I didn't own it. I didn't own it. I didn't know how to own it. I didn't know how to process it. I, I, because of that, you'd because of that, and 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 how that leads on, you could you can go alienating people in other aspects of your life, and it all spirals, right? 
and it's only mentorship and men and, and getting my mindset right that's allowed me to achieve what I'm achieving in business and my podcast and stuff like that. But 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 by also pulling out the fundamentals of what I learned through training with top professional fighters, top amateur fighters, and being around top pros and top amateurs as a trainer. So that's that's kind of where I've all pulled it all together. But I want to flip back to you because it's this is this is not about me; it's about you. So you've sold. So you, so you, then you you've obviously sold that, and now, then you went and bought Midas twenty four K. Yeah. So no, so almost a year ago, I started Say Hello Eco, the distribution. Yeah, yeah, company. that's the one. So that's just a localized company. I represent small producers um, and supply their products to stores, pretty much from like Ballina to Noosa. So it's you know. Yeah, but that's oh. still, it's still, I mean, still it's a still, decent stretch. Yeah, yeah, it is a decent stretch. Um, and, you know, I was always thinking about what my next product will be. And then this opportunity came up with Midas 24K. So I think that was February, March that I Because you acquired it. that company, didn't you? So just I give, did. just give, um, give for the, so that we're giving value to the audience. Um, what, how do you go about acquiring a company at that level? How do I go about it? Look, this was actually pretty straightforward. Um, you know, the the man who started the company. Yeah, I, I think I was telling you yeah, before. Yeah, in, he made, in the pre-roll, yeah, the yeah, pre-roll. yeah. He, look, he made a, a bunch of money overnight, and he wanted to start a product, and so he put so much thought and creativity, uh, creativity into, the into how it actually looks. And you've seen it; it looks incredible. Um, and he's done such a wonderful job. Now he was running that for I think two years. Um, and he had to go back to his home country. Um, and it just, we were chatting and it just came up and, um, I, am denied, but I decided it's something that's very, very marketable. Um, yeah. And I just went with it. So it, it was pretty, it was a pretty easy transaction, to be honest. It's a basic contract and I own it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just, tra- you just rolled it over. A small handover. It's, it's, you know, it's all pretty, for me anyway, having been on the other side of that, um, pretty straightforward. Was it like a, a, a five or six figure acquisition in the end or did you get it for a steal? I'd still say it's a steal, but yeah, it was a five figure acquisition. Acquisition, But yeah. fully branded and done. Everything was so, ready to go. Like I, that was the crazy thing. It was it was all done. The only thing I needed to do was tweak because they weren't business minded. Yep, they just, yep. they were trying to think of a way to stay in Australia and they wanted to, yes. you know, they did quite well considering, yep. um, you know, having English as a second language, that can be a barrier. But they did, they did excellent considering. Um, so I'm really, I'm really happy and I've just been refining things over the, the last few months. So what are the things that you've changed since coming into this? Like give us, give us a list of some of the things. So obviously when you looked at buying Midas, you looked at it and you thought, okay, there's an opportunity here, here and here and here. This is a weakness. This is a weakness and this isn't being done and I can add value to this brand. So how did you, what, what were the things that you spotted? Um, and how can you teach people how to look for things in, in undervalued assets like that? Yeah, so it's probably not something I saw immediately. It was after the handover, after they left, I was, you know, I was thinking, oh, this needs to be done better. This needs to be done better. I need to, it was basically an efficiency thing. Right, Um, inefficiency within the brand. Yeah, definitely. So I've been tightening everything up. 
Um, you know, I was telling you before, the price of everything has gone up during COVID. Well, uh, for this this brand, so just uh, just just break down exactly what it is because I couldn't oh. believe I couldn't believe. So, okay. Je- Jess, sent, Jess sent me a bottle of this oil. Right, it's beautiful oil, beautiful packaging. I did a bit of an unveiling on Instagram, and I'll do another unveiling after this podcast. Um, and basically, it's 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 an olive oil, right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's an mm-hmm. olive oil. I'm, if I murder this, shoot me. It's an olive oil. It's beautifully in a beautiful decanter, glass canter. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautifully packaged. Um, black and gold is like the kind of branding of it, mm-hmm. and it's got gold leaves floating around in the thing, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is just edible like gold leaf, but I didn't realize it's actual 24 karat gold. Yeah. So it, it's edible 24 gar- karat gold leaf. So if you're at a restaurant and you get a dessert and there's a little bit of gold leaf on top, it's the same thing. Well, typically. Um, and look, it's during COVID and, you know, anytime there's a recession, we know this happens. The price of gold uh, goes up dramatically. So it almost doubled during COVID. So I've bought a product um, where I knew uh, the cost of the product was X amount. Yeah. And now that has gone up quite dramatically. And, and it may go back down at some point. Well, the gold will, but it's the other <laughs> the other um, products within it. So we're talking about the even the label increased in price, and that's handmade on the Gold Coast. But that almost doubled in price since I bought the company. Really? Yes. Which So <sighs> things like labels, they typically cost cents. You know, you you wouldn't typically pay more than 50 cents for a label that goes on something you buy. And for something like that from the sparkling water from Woolworths, we're talking nothing. Like that's that's next to nothing for something like this. This product, the labels cost almost $2. Per, and I know that doesn't sound like much, but no, compared it's, no, to... It's, no, 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 no. So it it's sounds... this craftsmanship that's gone into it. So it's all hand-pressed and it's, it's got um, gold foil on the label. So, so the guy who created this really put so much thought into it. So there's embossing as well. Like it, it's, it's all the details that a lot of people... Would miss. Would miss. Would miss. Yeah. And then you've got, so then the price of the bottles went up. <laughs> then we have the price of the oil went up. But I also wanted to increase the quality of the oil. So I, I, I partnered with a different producer to get the very best oil. Um, so all everything's gone up in price, but I've decided to keep the wholesale and the retail price the same because I don't think I should be. So what kind of margins are you trying to get on these things? So there's... I won't say exactly, but it's it's quite high. Yeah, it's, it's a decent, it's a decent <laughs> margin. But, but you I, know, it's also I'm not even accounting for the man hours. So of course, I yeah, use contractors yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to put it yeah, all together. Yeah, so yeah. so we're just talking about the you know the raw cost and yeah. um, so it, look, it, it's a pretty good deal. Um, I didn't it, think it was badly priced at all. It was like fifty bucks for for a bottle, wasn't it? Yeah, sixty dollars it retails for. And the thing is, it's more of a gift when people open yeah, it up. Yeah, you, yeah. you see their face light up. Like yeah. it's it's a, an exciting thing, and it's also an entry point into gold. Uh, you know, it makes people feel special. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. if you know, if they can't afford a gold bracelet, a gold watch, or anything, this is something that can help them. It, you know, it makes it's just, feel it's just good. It, it's branded luxury and it is luxury. It is luxury. It, and for and oil, it's definitely a luxury oil. Like yeah, and look, and I understand it, it can look, it's unnecessary. It can look frivolous, but the joy it gives, honestly, if you've ever, like when you opened it, it's like, yeah, holy I was, shit. I was this, like, is, this, is, this is decent. It's I'm, impressive. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to actually use it in my cooking now. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a finishing oil, so just put a little bit on top. It's but a, it's, 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 a, it's a fi- get, get that right. It's a finishing oil. You don't want to cook with it. <laughs> you don't cook with it. <laughs> no, this $60 oil, you don't. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Go yeah, pop it up. Pop it on top. All right. You, yeah. don't, you don't cook with a $60 oil. <laughs> Lads, if you're listening, <laughs> you, don't cook, you don't cook with a $60 gold leafed oil. Okay. But the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to be super bougie, but yeah. you know, I think it just looks nice on top. But, um, Do you want to just uh, drop the link to this so that people can go look at this product? Yeah, so it's just Midas24k.com.au. There you go. Go go and check it out. It is a beautifully packaged product. And I it's think, I think lads, you should all go and buy your mum one because at the end of the day, like, <laughs> your mum would probably cute. love cooking. And if your mum loves cooking like my mum loves cooking, I'm just going to send her one. But <laughs> hopefully Jessie's not going to smack me on the international postage. <laughs> I'm going to talk to her about yeah. that, yeah. but yeah, definitely, go, definitely go and shoot over and buy a bottle of oil if you if you if you're looking for a present for your mom or something. <laughs> and there's also vinegars that are much more comparably priced at twenty dollars. <laughs> but look um, at you, you little saleswoman! <laughs> I, I I give you one little bit of encouragement and you, and you turn it into a sales oh, pitch. I'm not done. <laughs> no, joke, no, joke. No, no, but you know, it's and I, I want to release more products. Um, within the next few months. So I released Have one you, recently. I'm going to, so it just came with two products. I released a third. Yeah. Um, and All based on Shopify. Is it on Shopify store? No. WooCommerce. I don't know, Frankie. I'm not very techie, but I know it's not Shopify. Because yeah, yeah, I so love Shopify and it's definitely, it's not, you know, compatible with. We'll get Chris Dodd to build you a new Shopify I, front end. You know what? I need he, to talk to him. He is the man for that. <laughs> 100%. I know he is. He, he's, he's a good lad. You know him too. He's do it. He makes me laugh as well. So, Dodsy, double, double Dodsy the shout out. I've just got you a few grand job. Anyway. Um, <laughs> a few so, grand? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you want a proper job? Stop being tight. Anyway, so you've obviously, that, that's obviously your passion project at this moment in time. So, what, what takes most of your time out of those two brands? Actually, Frankie, so to me, because I represent 11 other brands at the moment and that's growing. To me, the other brands are my priority. I Are they other people's brands though? Yes, they are. And that's why I want to put them first because that's what they deserve. I told them I was going to represent them fairly. And so that is, you know, I haven't focused on Midas at all and it's ticking over well. Um, but what I need to do is is either split my time better or, 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 no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have a word <laughs> with you in a minute because I think you're looking at this all completely wrong angle, but hey, you carry on. Come well, on. do you know what? Like I, I started the company without Midas, but it's still, it's in the portfolio. It's there. It's in people's faces, but it's that I'm not growing the, the e-commerce side, which I could be because um, it can, as you know, it could yes, be. Yes, I'm going to kick you up the ass. Very profitable you know that, you know that, that way. But, but to me, I'm focusing on the wholesale um, and to me, I'm selling a lot more of the other brands and I'm, I'm happy with that. Like I'm, do, 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 they're do, all, all the suppliers wanna, are happy as well. Do you not want to <laughs> scale up the retail of your own brand online? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, oh yeah, online definitely. But you know, I've just got a WA distributor. Um, I've got uh, a New South Wales and a Victoria one coming on soon. Um, you know, the last few months it, it, it wasn't even worth even approaching other distributors to get the product out. And at the moment, it's too hard to travel. You know, I was trying to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, other yeah. states um, on my do own. You, and do you, th- so do you, you prefer selling in as a bulk item into like hotels and, and other places like Because that's where Midas goes, isn't it? Midas goes to, I saw on the website, it goes to like hotels and stuff. And Yeah, like W end. Hotel um, uses it. In um, Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, Sake, uh, it's been at Versace for certain events and, 
um, you know, just up the road here. Yeah. Um, what else? That's that. Oh, there's, oh, a number. Listen, there's heaps. But if you listen in, in England, by the way, the Versace Hotel is where they where they host all the guests. You know that hotel that's on I'm a Celebrity in the UK. That is the hotel oh, where where yeah. all the I'm a Celebrity guests <laughs> stay. So that, if you're looking for an identification point, that's what it is. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. So, but you know. They don't use a lot of it. So the main customers are actually like wholesale customers are the delis, the IGAs and things like that. So, so you've got a contract with IGA? Well, IGA. Or some IGAs. Yeah. So so there's a bunch of IGA groups. I work with about four groups up here. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and then a lot of them are just, they're independent. So there's either groups or they just own one. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But it's just finding the real, the, the real high end ones like Noosa and um, yeah, there's quite a few out there. Would you say that it's it's more beneficial for people to buy a brand that's that's already pre-existing and and add value to it when you're starting, or would you say that it's good to build it yourself? Because obviously, pe- that's a pe- tough one. people people that are some people that are in a, like a real high end job, like a lawyer, for mm-hmm. argument's sake, who hates law and wants to get out of law because they're sick of it. But mm-hmm. that wants to start an online brand, but has cash and has good cash flow, good good, good earnings. They could just go buy a brand, couldn't they? I mean, you could, you could, but it's. I think buying a brand can be great, but it depends how much the previous owner. You know, by the time they're selling it, they probably don't really give a shit about it, right? Mm. So have they? Have they? Yeah, you got to pick the right brand. I'm just saying. Would yeah, you. you, do, do, you do, 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 what What would? You, what's your opinion on what's right? For so it, so, I just want to get your uh, get your mm. overview of like if I had this much money, I would buy one, and if I if I had less than that, I'd probably start one. The thing it comes down to is the branding. So if you've got a great idea, make sure you invest in the branding, and it 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 has the potential to do really great. If you're buying something, and the branding shit, and you have to rebrand it, you may as well have just started. Yeah. Thing. Like I bought Midas because it's on point. It looks, yeah, I don't need sick. to touch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. need to touch sick. it. And they paid, f- they've paid for all the design work, the webs, everything was done. It's and it was beautifully boxed as well. Yeah. And so that was a, to me, an uh, easy purchase. And I know where I can take it. And it's just that a lot of people during COVID didn't really want <laughs> gold infused oil. Right. I th- I, yeah, it's it's kind it, of like it's not a, ne- a necessity. Yeah, it's not it's not something that you're gonna be like wanting to go and buy every day. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a gift or it's to treat yourself. Um, and you know, sales just picked up recently because everybody's feeling a lot more confident about you know um, the state of Australia, basically. The state of what? <laughs> Like the the state yeah. we're in, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think Australia is the luckiest country in the world for a lot of reasons, but I think through COVID nineteen, it's definitely been one of the lucky countries as well. We've we've done great, but it definitely it created a lot of fear. And when there's um, you know, there's fear, people don't want to spend as much as they were. Yeah. So yeah. so that happened, but it's it's you know it picked it picked right up. So I was still happy with my purchase. I purchased right as COVID was hitting. Yeah. And I'm still. I know where I'm going to take it in the next two to three years. So so how long do you think it'll take you to get it seven figures, that business? So I'm combining the two. So both of them together within the next year. Yep. Definitely. Um, and then it's just seeing where they go from there. Are you going to see which one you're more passionate about and then focus on one? 
Because I know when Ben Francis uh, started Gymshark, he had about three or four, five, six other businesses going. Did he? Yeah, 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 he did, yeah. He had quite a few other businesses going. And um, then he just sacked them all off and went went with Gymshark. You know, Gymshark was originally a supplement store. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, originally a supplement store, but he's decided to keep it and go gym clothing. Well, that's that's where the money is. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that is where the money is. <laughs> but it's... Um, Oh, what was your question? No, I was just, I was just, <laughs> I was just saying, like when you get to when you get to a certain point, like once you hit hit the seven figures with both that you've currently oh, got now, look, are you going to pivot? Are you going to pivot and just say, do you know what? I'm more passionate about Midas or I'm more passionate about the eco brand. I don't know where it's going to take me, so it's just kind of watching. But I can see a definite divide. I want to start exporting, um, and I think you know there's already some stockists in Hong Kong, and then there was a, a South Korean distributor that was interested. I want it. I I would want to focus on that because I haven't actually dealt with export before, so it's something I want to learn. Would you would and start and you know and just start doing it? So I would. Um, so how? So 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 people get the. Uh, I want people to get a little bit of juice out of this because I think there's, I think there's a lot in this. But your I take it that if you're going to export and you've never done it before, I take it you're going to get a mentor that's going to teach you how to do that. That's that's the plan. I've never had a mentor ever. I've learned everything. The hard way. The hard way. Like even every job I've had, they just show me to my desk and that's it. Here's, here's the server and that's it. I've never actually had someone who properly mentored me. I just taught myself everything. And it took a lot longer to get where I needed to be because I was having to teach myself and pick up things here and there as I go. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, I could easily just get someone on board to take care of that, but I want to learn it. Yeah, so, are, are you gonna are you gonna bring in a whole operations back end and and stuff like that? I know you've got other people at the back end anyway, but like, are you gonna bring in a whole layer of management with this these brands? Definitely with Midas, um, I would like to. Like I said, I, I feel like I owe these suppliers um, who are incredible. I've got the best brands um, that are turning over really well. Um, I, I just I just want to do what I said I was going to do which is, you know, create that visibility up in Queensland for them. Because a yeah, lot of them definitely. are from, you know, I've got a, Mel, a Melbourne guy, a couple of WA um, suppliers, and I, I really, you know, Midas, I feel like I could get someone on board and it's, it's such an easy sell, you know. I could get someone to just purely grow that. I could focus on Say Hello Eco and the distribution, but then also I want to learn export. That's, that's my, next, my next goal. So what, what, what was the... <laughs> What drove you to to want to learn export? Is it just so that you can you you go okay? I want to take these brands to Hong Kong. I want to take them to Europe. I just want to I just want to take all these brands globally. Look, there's such um, well within Australia at the moment. So during COVID, there's been such an increase in the want and need for Australian made products. It's also worldwide. People lo- like you. You've got such a a high Aussie population in London, for example. Yeah, and funnily enough. They, want, they want to buy Australian products when they're in London. So you've got that. This product, it's something that appeals to the masses. I'm not going to say everybody, but it's definitely something that would do very well in Dubai. Would oh, do <laughs> yeah, and for the price you know? point, it's very cheap in Dubai. I mean, you probably you probably increase the price point in these luxury locations like, after you shipped it there anyway. Yeah, and to cover to cover shipping costs, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, you know, this product, it when, is a luxury when Dennis brand. launched it, it was selling for 120 or something and people were buying it at that and then they've dropped the price right down because, you know, you want to make it accessible. You don't want to make it too high end. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you do need to make it 
accessible people. You know, Gucci don't make their trainers accessible. <laughs> that's true. Like, I just flip it on its head with that. I think, mm. I think maybe that's a pre. That's something we can precondition ourselves in our mind and our businesses um, as to what it is like. But in terms of like, take content removal as a business. Mm. We look after brands, celebrities, influencers. Mm-hmm. Okay, if an individual doesn't think that it comes in and they don't want to pay the price for what we help, they're they're welcome to go somewhere else. But it doesn't mean I'm going to lower my value proposition because they don't see the value in what we do. That's not my problem. I you know I, I see. But it, it's still high end. It's still sixty dollars for two hundred and fifty mils. It's still a lot more. Yeah, I know. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, than your average olive oil. But obviously, it's it's a premium product. Um, but yeah, I look. I don't know. I Frankie. think there's going to be a price increase, people. So I think you should go to minus <laughs> minus twenty four k dot com dot au and buy some. Doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> because I'm gonna I'm gonna have a word of you after the show. That's why. <laughs> but you know what? To me, I rather say sell volume. That's yeah, why I'm a wholesaler. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to sell you've, volume. You've, you've brought the whole. You've brought the because of because your whole experience is wholesale. I think that that's why that you've kind of um, you you you're having great success with it as a as a wholesale brand. Mm-hmm. I just think when but that's because it's all I know. I, yeah, I yeah, you know, 100%. once again, I want to learn export. I also need to learn more about e-commerce, and and uh, I can talk to you more about other stuff like that. But it's it's um I either need you're to doing get, really you doing I need great to get things experts in to to look after that, or I just need to learn the, it. The, the real the real reason why I'm bringing this up is the fact that every one of us, no matter what level we get to, me, you, or the guy next door. Like you have to get mentors in to, because it's 100%. all because it's always you do not want to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, you do not want to be Jimmy. He knows way more about these technical things that he's doing for the podcast and doing all this stuff and creating this and doing that. He's getting that done, that done. I'm like, mate, rock on with that because I don't have a clue what you're doing, <laughs> but I know it. But when I see it, I'm like, that's that's some good shit. Yeah. So you want people that are far outsource, more outsource, outsource, outsource. Well, no, 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 not outsource. Just bring on people that are. Are, are brighter at things that you're not good at mm-hmm. all the time and I've actually that's what I've been looking at recently like I've just been working crazy hours and I'm like right what I need to work out and I have worked out <laughs> what I'm good at what I need to offload more to other people who I need to get who I need on my team um and I'm, I'm figuring that out now but I've been working like 14 to 16 hour days I went to welcome to the club I know <laughs> I mean it's, it's not even that much some yeah, people yeah. work more but um I went to trivia the other night and having a great night. And, and then, then your phone goes off and you got emails. No, I was like, I didn't want to tell my friends, but I was like, bye guys. They're all going home. And I went back to the office to, you know, work people, till midnight. And But people got it. People, I, I love the way you've articulated that because people don't see that, do you? I don't, um, I, you know, I'm saying it now, but I don't really How do you manage, manage the pressure <laughs> with, with running a few brands and businesses? How do you manage the pressure? I don't feel the pressure, to be honest. Um, it's more... I'm really hard on myself, so I always want to do a perfect job. You know, I pride myself on never making errors in, you know, in what I'm doing. And I, it, think, I think you've got to make errors, Jess. I know. Oh, gosh, I've made plenty. But, I mean, it's just it, – I'm not even a perfectionist, but I just – I'm really hard on myself. So um, – I think I think, we, I think we all do that. Sometimes I sit there at home <laughs> and I'm like, Frankie, you've done nothing in life, mate. Like, yeah, I get it. I'm like – and then, and then I ring my mate or, or a mentor of mine and, and then he'll just slap me around the face for a few hours or <laughs> half an hour, 15 minutes on the call and he'll be like, okay, mate, you're doing all right. You just keep, <laughs> just do this, do this and do this and, and crack on again. We all need that. We all need someone who holds the, who, who literally just goes, no, 
that's just your opinion. Mm. That's not a fact. Mm-hmm. So just kind of put put do this, do this, and, and move that way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Get out, get because we all need that cold hard slap in the face. Oh, definitely, and, and I'm I'm getting it as well. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm not saying physically, but like <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Though, like it's it's kind of it's definitely um definitely something we all need we all just need to be realigned yeah and look it is hard to juggle multiple businesses that's for sure and and each week I feel like I'm choosing the front runner I'm choosing the focus um and I don't want it to be like that like I actually need to definitely um delegate more and um so they they both have a fair chance you know what I mean I believe in the next 12 months that you're gonna funnel down into into maybe one or two brands rather than having 15 to 12 I'm just I'm just putting it out there into the world what do you mean no way I think so no it's gonna be at probably 30 to 40 by then you reckon I reckon uh, in that case then you're growing as a distributor yeah yeah okay okay I'll get you then so you're yeah so obviously because you want to distribute more brands Uh, absolutely do do you reckon do you reckon then that you'll keep the brands that you have you personally yourself or do you reckon you'll just you'll just at, at the end of the day you'll say do you know what i've got these two seven figures now which is which is the next level for you mm-hmm. and once you got to that you'll you'll flick those off and just concentrate on distributing which is which is from what it sounds like your true passion <laughs> I, uh, to be honest like i just wanted to do something so i did what i already knew but whatever the business is i do after this or while i'm doing this um I think it's going to be completely different. I don't think it's going to be food. I can't tell you what it is yet, but I just know it's going to go in a different direction because you can't. Well, yeah, I'm, f- I'm feeling that. I'm yeah, feeling that. I, you know, because um, I'm basically just repeating what I did four years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but successfully, no, but I've, successfully. You know, and I've, I've learned a lot in that time, so I feel like it's a much more refined version of what I did. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I can see myself starting another brand for sure um, and using – my distribution channel to wholesale it for sure but I don't know when and it's just more building the team um so that each can be focused on equally does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah. no no I get Because at I, the moment I'm having I to get, choo- I, each week I, I'm choosing which is my focus <laughs> yeah 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 for sure for sure but I just think that's just down to like like you say getting the right people around you the right amount of staff the right amount of yeah. And the right amount of, of key influences in the brand in terms of like who's got the right skills for that job, who's got the right skills to be the CMOs, who's got the right skills to, 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 to hold the reins on this and do that. And I just think it's something that naturally over the next 12 months will work itself out. And I think that when it does, then they'll all blow up. Should we do another podcast in a year just to see where I am and see if I'm on track? We will, we will check. That, we'll check out where you are. I, I, I is think, that a lot of pressure? That is a lot of pressure. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think we all need pressure. We all need we all need goals. Let's do that. Let's do twelve months. <laughs> we, we'll do a, we'll do a reevaluation. And we'll I guarantee see what you're doing too. Who knows what you'll be doing? Uh, yeah, hopefully it's something decent. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'm doing something. I feel good. like you'll have multiples. You'll have multiples businesses uh, I, I, I think i think um i will have the content removal business the software as a service business and the podcast i don't really want to take on any more businesses than that at the moment <laughs> but i am going to set up a, a shopify store in the boxing niche because i think there's a big gap in the market for it that and i want to create a brand in the boxing niche that's so very exciting. I have already created it in terms of all the branding and everything else, and I just have to build it, execute it, put the products so in place. Where do you find the time for all of this? Um, 
I'm I don't like I so this is the thing right so I'll get, <laughs> I'll tell you the truth man I spend a lot of time on my own man like I I, I and and it's kind of on purpose mm-hmm. so I and I'll get to the point in a minute but but basically I like to I like to I don't think people spend enough time thinking right they spend a lot of time on the phone or a lot of time being busy but being busy doesn't move the needle I don't want to do more things. I just want to pick the right things. So I so sometimes I'll just take myself off. I'll sit in the sauna for an hour and I'll just think, okay, Frankie, this is where you're currently headed. Is that aligned with where you truly want to go and what do you want to do, right? And I was thinking the other night, it's a shame that I've gone off the boxing path because you were so passionate about it. But you need to look at the boxing path at a different angle. If you're a coach, you're swapping time for money. That's not your game. That's not not the game you're in, Frankie boy. It's not the game you're in. If if you if you um, went into other parts of boxing, you're getting punched in the head for shit money. So that's not my game. That's not a good business model either, right? If you go into managing fighters, they're a pain in the ass. There's not a lot of money in it. So what can you do within boxing that keeps your passion for boxing, but also generates revenue? Okay, well, the boxing stores in Australia are shit. They sell shit stuff. It's overpriced. It's crap goods. And I could literally come in overnight and smash the lot of you because you you have no passion about it, like in terms of what I'm seeing on the internet right now. And you, the branding's crap, right, in that industry because boxing in, in Australia is a bogan sport, right? It's classed as a bogan sport, whereas boxing in the UK is an art. It's a difference, right? It's a different kind of culture to it, different kind of – it's different. I'm just – Explain. This is my thought process, right? In this sauna, so I'm thinking, okay, cool. So I, so I thought, okay, what can I do? So I thought, okay, I'll, I went upstairs and I thought I pulled out. I had all these other things and I put this together, done that, done that, and I said, right, I'll create this brand. So this is what I'm constructing right now. I'm going to create a brand in boxing. It's gonna, it's gonna provide high quality boxing gear to, to, I think I'll start in Australia, but probably the UK too. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna take, it's gonna take me twelve months to build it because it's a side thing. But I would, but, but going back to what I was saying is, I spend a lot of time on my own because I'd rather do things like that that actually fulfil me than than just go sit in a random pub wasting my time just to be busy. Look, I completely agree. I actually took just when I was trying to launch this business last year, I took three months off just drinking. Even drinking coffee. Drinking? drinking alcohol. You just took it. That's, that's a bit of a different one, Jess. You just got... No, but but I also... It meant I was oh, you took, social. You, oh, hold on, hold on. What did you think I meant? Because so, so, I want to clarify that. So, did you take <laughs> three months where you went off drinking or take three months off drinking coffee? <laughs> what did you what did you say i stopped drinking coffee and alcohol for three months oh i get you now I yeah thought, i, thought I don't you think say, i phrased that right <laughs> i thought you said and I, what i heard was you took three months off and went drinking i'm like oh, that's no not. i've done that before it was longer though but um <laughs> no i um you know and that meant i was less social as well because they're both kind of social drinks and um i had so much clarity and the amount of things i achieved in such a short amount of time because of that um, so I actually, at the moment, I think it's called burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've been doing. English I've been saying, yeah. So I've been uh, really social, and then also working my ass off, and it hasn't left any time to actually think 
sit back and reflect like you've been doing and you, I think you need rest as well you do you can look at me I, I need rest no 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 I'm, no, I'm not saying <laughs> that you do but I'm just no, saying, I'm saying I do <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying that that people that people need to I I realized it when I had Ian in for the last podcast yeah. and he was talking to me about sleep sleep hygiene yeah yeah yes, yes I was yes, listening yes he's he, yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a really articulate thinker. That guy, really mm. articulate. And um, you should listen to that, by the way, if you haven't already. Stop being tight. Anyway, but um, yeah, no, he he was saying, and 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 he's in bed by eight thirty every night. I, know. You know I, I mean? you know, I used to do. I used to get eight hours every night, and I miss it. I miss it so much because now, if I I naturally wake up at five thirty, if I go to bed late like I did last night, it's just how late were you to bed last night? Do you want to guess? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying one thirty. That's exactly it. How did you know that? I didn't. I just guessed. One thirty. <laughs> that's exactly it. And so that's not enough sleep, is it? No, no, no. Not. not. What time did you get up this morning? Yeah, five thirty. You're crazy. Yeah, but I don't know how you do it. But you do. I suppose you're doing it one day. And I had a few meetings before coming here to see you, so it's it's been um. It's been full on. Well, it's my own fault, Frankie. <laughs> you party animal. You party animal. I didn't mean to. I actually was, I was, you know, I was saying to everyone, I have to go, I have to go in it. Yeah. Was it, was it, um, like, what was it? What was the drink that was keeping you there? The drink? Specifically? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the same. I know it's espresso martinis, isn't it? This is. I don't drink them, but it was a, they don't make sense to me, but it was a margarita. That was, that was it. That's that's so. It, you know, if you want to keep Jess out, you just got to get more margaritas in oh straight away. You just key to her heart. But anyway, so you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna have a break for a while from from that. No, I just, I, just I, I need it. You just, need it. It's just think it's. I think it's great that that. I just think more people need to understand that if you're not fulfilled in what you're doing, or if you if you want to make a change, whatever change that might be. Or even if you're running a successful business, or or you have a job that is fulfilling you, and this and the other, it's good to be selfish and to take a break. And that's something Agreed. that and that's something that Ian in the last podcast really made me realise because he just sat there and said, "Look, mate, I'll be totally honest with you. I'm selfish. I'm selfish. I want to be in bed by eight thirty, so I'm in bed by eight thirty. Sod what everyone else is doing. I don't care because I want to be in bed by eight thirty because I know I want to do this, this, and this in my day. Yeah, and." and- I think you were talking about, it might not have been that podcast, it might have been another. I'm such a fan, Frankie. <laughs> um, about social media, how it's it's kind of made people feel like they always have to be doing something. Yeah, they've got, to, always got to, to be show on. show it off. On, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, well, God, we just need a break. We just need to chill. I I um <laughs> I get told off by Jimmy because like I don't, there's certain things throughout the day that he reckons would make good content for instagram and all this stuff but i don't share it like because you don't no no like i share i share I, I share very little compared to what i should really like mm. but some things i just want to keep like on the on the low you know i still got some I'm, i've still got some big things i'm going to pull out the woodwork this year don't you worry it's oh. not even finished it's not over <laughs> i'll tell you now i tell you straight <laughs> it is going off like a rocket i'm excited i'm it, excited it, honestly i got some but very yeah, you, you do post mainly about your your early morning gym workouts and that's yeah that, just just to let people know that i'm still alive and still kicking you know what i mean <laughs> still <laughs> just because you've got a bald it's head motivating don't, though it's d- motivating don't mean you can't you can't still turn up to the party and have a go you know 
<laughs> but no, that's that's I I I, I try to put that on there, and I tried to obviously I'll do a little occasional drop, a little occasional talk on there that tr- that I think someone might get some value on. But but I don't really post enough compared to other people. Like, but but yeah, I don't want to live my whole life through it. Um, but I do want I do what I try and do is I try and use that platform that I'm building at the moment to try and share people like yourself and your thoughts and stuff like that so that so that I think people can get something out of it. Uh, well, I got something out of it, so hopefully there's a lot of other people who are as well. Perfect, man. Well, that's 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 all. It's just it's just one person that it tells and it goes on, it goes on. So what? So before we before we finish and before we wrap up, I just want you to lay out so that people at home know what do you think the fastest way for them to start building or building something on the side or building a brand? Um, like what are your like five or ten steps what what do you think that people need to get clarity on and focus in to get this done I think the biggest thing is starting before you're ready yeah I think that's yeah 100% I do because we all you know I've done it before I'm like I'm not ready I'm not ready I'm not ready I did it for years guess what you're never ready you're never ready so you got to start before you're ready and it'll all come it'll all come I started this podcast I didn't even know how to pronounce your surname (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and look at you now. <laughs> look at me now. S- Svetkov. You got your cheat sheet. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> Svetkov. Yeah, baby. You nailed it. <laughs> Let's go. But honestly, that's the biggest thing is actually starting because I have so many friends when they want to start something, they come to me and they're like, what do I do? I'm like, well, just do it. You just, like, you just that's ha- my, you, you know, that's, it, it sounds ridiculous, but that's my biggest advice. And then I can go through the actual steps with them. And, you know, I even had a guy come to my office yesterday. So my brother connected us and he's got this great brand he wants to launch, but he's never done a product. So I was just coaching him through just the very beginnings. And it's so, you don't need a business plan, right? No, no, no. no. I've never had a business plan. Right. If you do have a business plan, it wants to be on half an A4 size piece of paper or a cigarette box or not a cigarette box, but a cigarette, cigarette box size piece of paper. Business plans that go anything over one page are just absolute shite. Yeah. Like, unless, unless you're a multinational. Unless you need a loan from the bank and they want to see your business plan, you don't really need one. <laughs> no, but, but most, the, most people that, like, if you're going to start a business, the first business you start should cash flow and should be started as a bootstrap business. So I personally believe because that's the best way you can learn a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. if you, you don't want to start business you you don't want to start your first business with financial backers bad idea a lot of pressure i've never worked with investors because because you've got backers and investors people you you know you you're beholden to someone else you're giving away equity that's another Mm -hmm. thing we'll talk about on another podcast but you don't (laughs) want to give away equity you want to be really uh, really stringent with that you don't want restraints and you actually want to learn what it is like to start with no money or little money because that will make you into the best possible um it'll put you in the best possible stead going forward 100 percent. you know when i started the first distribution company i had almost no outgoings because i was keeping it so tight and that actually helped me then you know i started with very little investment yeah 100 and that helped propel it by keeping those keeping everything as tight as possible then you can start investing in all the little things you need to take it to the next level 100 percent. um but you've got to be willing to invest it doesn't have to be much you've just got to be not just money though time time the big thing is time and and i i I always encourage people to look at things over over five years because it's Mm -hmm. like the stock market a business is like the stock market it goes up down sideways you get 
knockbacks, rejection, you get ups, highs, lows. It's all it goes around in a, like a washing machine. But at the end of the day, it's like as long as you, as long as in five years you're a little bit somewhere different to where you started. But you, if you if you look at it over five years, it kind of smooths out the whole ride to you and makes it makes it nice and a lot more peaceful in your head. But if you try and go from zero to one million dollars inside six months and you've put all that pressure on yourself and then you get to like you know 50 grand and then you can't see past <laughs> what people's past it you know what i mean it's like you're kind of killing your own momentum just yeah. by putting the unnecessary pressure on yourself exactly and you don't need you know those sorts of got the first six months should just be learnings you know you don't need to be going i need to turn over this much to get my investment back not just the first six months just focus on yeah learning as much as you can that's when you can make mistakes and still recover and then go from there am i right yeah 100 percent. Well, <laughs> no, right. <laughs> you are right and and also like you know like say you started a brand and it failed it doesn't doesn't mean that you haven't learned valuable skills that are going to take you forward in the next part of your life so there is no cost to failure and you, you learn from failing you don't learn you from don't learn from going to <laughs> going to make a million dollars overnight you don't learn nothing from you, that you You'll learn, lose it yeah exactly so you want to make mistakes and it's whether you can get back up from that because some people just give up um but it's yeah you gotta try and propel forward um is there anything else you want to drop on them before we go I just want to see more women in business but and I know there's a lot more out there like me who just remain quiet and we kind of just take a, a step back because we we don't want to be too too loud about it so many women that i've contacted to do this podcast are like oh i don't know frankie because i, I don't i'm like so much self-doubt yeah and I, i'm like i just pat and interrupt the fuck out of them i'm like you girl you're killing it like you're doing <laughs> this you're doing that you do, i remind them about who they are as women and what mm-hmm. they've achieved and then i'm like and by the way i've booked you next week exactly and that and that's the thing so it's i just want to see and you know if anyone any women listening want to ask me any questions or at some we'll put, point we'll put a link to instagram in in the show notes yeah 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 um definitely yeah, get in touch because I I just love I I don't see other women as competition no matter what they're doing. I just want to see more women doing this. Um, yeah, I I think I can you know I'm I think I can provide a, a bit of value. Um, bit of context around actually starting. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I think women just want to talk to other women that have that have done something just to give them the the initial confidence and i think once women get the initial confidence in what they're doing i think they're fine like like look at you you've excelled but but when you go like you say now you've done one podcast you can go and do six but before you do <laughs> before you do one um it's it, it's quite daunting isn't it like Absolutely. so uh, like fair play to you for coming on the podcast today i just want to thank you for your time drop all, drop all, drop all your links to your socials and your websites now so people can go follow you and, and all that stuff Okay, so we've got um, my distribution company is Say Hello Eco. So that's on Insta. Um, Midas's um, handle is, I think it's Midas24K underscore. Um, what else? Um, any, Website. we- any websites? Yeah, any yeah, websites and I've your Instagram. I, I'm, I'm more, I want, I want people to have your Instagram so that, so that the girls that listen <laughs> can reach out to you and, and kind oh. of con- can connect with you on a, on a level. 
I think it's at jess.svetkov, but um, that's a bit of a hard one, but I'm sure if you follow Frankie, you can get in touch that way. I'm pretty private. I've only got, you know, my 200 followers there, but um, definitely you can message me on there or jump on one of my websites and send through a... You're very low-key, very low-key. I am, aren't I? But, it's good. But it's good. It's good. It's good. Like, it's, but that's why you've achieved what you've achieved. Simple as that. But I just want to say congratulations on your first podcast. Thank you. Congratulations on being the first female on this podcast. Thank you. And congratulations for just being an empowering woman who's obviously out there empowering other women to go and do big shit. And men too. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much. Not a problem. And thank you very much. Peace out, guys. And do you want to say goodbye? Bye, guys. (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast.